What's up? Welcome back. I hope you are having a fantastic week so far. It's been a super busy week for me. And as I was looking at my calendar, I realized, oh my gosh, it's going to be crazy the next couple weeks. So I decided to batch record some episodes. And I like to kind of hear from you. I like to get feedback. It's why I really care about the reviews and comments on social media to see, you know, get a vibe for what you want to hear. And I recently asked, what are some topics that you would like me to cover on the podcast? And the topic today was brought up a ton in comments. How do I get motivated to work out? How do I keep the motivation to work out regularly? How do I make this a routine? How do I not lose motivation? And there was so much around this thing, this desire, this motivation, this, you know, all-encompassing item, this motivation to push us into being consistent with our fitness. And I kind of want to break that down a little bit because... I actually am not a huge fan of motivation, and I'll explain why, but today I'm going to give you eight tips on how to be consistent with a workout routine, how to motivate yourself, or more so, I should say, how to set yourself up to have success with maintaining a workout routine. So let's get into it. Today's show sponsor is HydroJug. I love my Hydro Jug. If you watch my stories, you can see it in the background a lot. You can see me carry it a lot. It is a half of a gallon jug, and you can buy these cases that they come in so you can wear it around your shoulder, which is really nice as a mom because I'm busy and I don't have time to put a water bottle in my hand or focus on carrying it, so I just swing it around my back. It has a giant mouth opening where you can add in ice or fruit or whatever you want, and it makes it really easy for me to always have enough water. And if you're a mom, you know your kids are always sipping on your water. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm eating a meal, if I'm having water, my kids are always like, oh, mom, mom has something. Let me take it from her. <laughs> so it's really great for that because it actually, I don't feel bad when they take sips because I know there's plenty of water for everybody. So I highly recommend one. I love mine because I've dropped it multiple times and it's never shattered. It's super great. Again, it's Hydro Jug, H-Y-D-R-O. J-U-G. And with the code, I will add the link in my show notes, with the code SIMPLE10, you can get 10% off everything on their site. And again, it's a hydro jug. I am a big advocate of water. I feel like everyone should try to drink 100 ounces a day. And that really helps me get there with ease as I'm not refilling water bottles. So hydro jug with 10% off, use code SIMPLE10. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. All right, so before I get into these eight tips I'm going to give you, I want to break down what you actually need to be successful in fitness, 
in finances, in relationships, really in any goals you have. So we focus so much on motivation. Like we always think, oh, you know, when we were younger, we like put pictures of like people up who were fit. This is going to motivate me. I remember in college having a roommate and she would put pictures of like really fit girls in the pantry with her food. And I was like, oh, okay. So (laughs) we do kind of different things to try to motivate ourselves to do something. And I am going to kind of shift and suggest that you kind of let go of motivation and you start focusing on determination. So these are two powerful words, but they have two very different viewpoints and takes to like make you successful. So motivation is exciting. It's thrilling. It, you know, hypes up really quick. It's like being at the top of a roller coaster. It's super exciting. Determination to me means grit. It means power. It means you are a fighter. You're not going to give up. You're going to give and go and go and give as much as you can because you are determined to get what you want. Motivation is fleeting. It comes and goes. You know, I might be, you know, watching some show in the afternoon and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated to work out tomorrow. I'm going to lay out my clothes. I'm going to get my workout on. I'm going to lift heavy weights. And then my alarm goes off, you know, at 6.30 a.m. And I'm like, where's that motivation? Oh, it's sleeping still. Let me just hit the snooze button. So motivation, we can't rely on it. It is not consistent. And I promise you, it will never be consistent because motivation lives in emotion. If we're super hyped up on something, if we like, you know, listen to a good song, we feel motivated. And so it's, it comes and goes just like emotions do. Determination on the other side is not rooted in emotion. It doesn't have necessarily highs and lows. Determination is resilient. It has ebbs and flows. With determination, we have our mind set on something, but we don't necessarily have to be perfect. It might have ups and downs, and we might not be great at things, but we are determined to make that thing happen. I don't know about you, but I often have a habit of where I set my mind on something, I fix my mind on it, and my husband always says, oh, her eyes are fixed on it because it, I get determined, and I'm like, that is where my grit and my power comes through, where I'm like, no. Eyes on the prize. I don't need motivation. I need determination. So, as I give you these suggestions, I need you to not feel bad or not shame yourself or kick yourself for not having regular motivation. Nobody has regular motivation. Nobody. When I am pregnant, I can tell you right now, I work out fully when I'm pregnant. When I'm pregnant, I am not motivated to work out. Like I have negative 40 motivation to work out when I'm pregnant. That's not what drives me. What drives me is the determination to work out because I want a certain angle. I want a certain feeling. It's not even, you can't even just focus on a look because even looks are superficial. So you have to focus on a feeling. I love the way I feel when I can move well. I love the way I feel when I can, you know, share talent or increase my abilities. And so I am determined to feel that feeling. So when I give you these tips, and this week, as you're thinking about whatever goals you have, they don't all have to be the same. Today, I'm going to focus on tips for, you know, working out and being consistent with your workout routines or your nutrition goals. But whatever your goal is, I want you to think 
am I focusing on motivation, which is actually fleeting, which is actually controlled by my emotions and how excited and hyped I am or how down I am? Or am I focusing on determination, which is grit and power and resilience? And which one of those words actually is stronger? Let that sink in for a moment. For the goals today and for the tips to help you, I'm going to keep them pretty simple, pretty light. A lot of times we want there to be this complex answer to things that we're struggling with. And sometimes we just got to go back to the basics and simplify. Hence why I named this podcast, Make It Simple, because I feel like we overcomplicate so many things in fitness. So while I know we all want this like secret answer, this holy grail answer, we are going to go back to the basics and I am going to help you set up some basic tips to get you moving in the right direction for your fitness goals. My first tip is going to be to actually lighten up your goals. Yes, you heard me. Stop making a 24 list goals for you when you are trying to get fit. You can't say, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. I'm going to exercise seven times a week, three times a day, and I'm going to eat perfectly and no sugar, no sugar for 45 days. And then I'm going to do this and this and this and this. You are setting yourself up for failure. It's too much. Nobody does it overnight. Think about a child. When you have a baby, they slowly learn to literally laugh and smile and then sit. And then they like wave their little fingers and their their feet in a circle, you know, when they do that, when they can't really move yet, but they're trying to. And then they stand and then they crawl and then they walk. It's a slow process. When you're driving somewhere, you have stoplight to stoplight to stoplight. You cannot just like jump to the next place quickly. It just simply takes time. So I need you to lighten up your goals. I need you to simplify what your plan is because oftentimes our plan, while it's full of, you know, good ideas, it's more of a dream than a realistic plan. And so I need you to take the dream, which is great. Keep it there. You know, it's a great thing to have a dream of something you want, but dumb it down, dumb it down. Start at the basic levels like a baby. And first we need to learn to smile (laughs) and we will get to walking and crawling. So my number one thing is to lighten the goals, tiny steps, super tiny steps. When I'm working with clients, we set weekly goals and the goals are very small when we start. Literally my week one, I tell them, okay, we're going to drink water. We're going to drink a hundred ounces of water today. And that is one of their goals. So just tiny goals. If you work out, you know, once a week, your goal is to work out twice a week. If you work out zero times a week, your goal is to work out one time a week. We're just doing small steps. If you work out for 15 minutes, your goal is to work out for 20 minutes, like just baby, baby steps. If you over plan, you will overly fail. It's that simple. Don't overdo it. I want you to start with just a daily goal. That is going to be your first step. What is your goal for today? One goal. Then as you get good at hitting a daily goal, you can start doing weekly goals. Then you can add monthly goals. Then you can add goals that are more long-term, and then you hit your dream. Ta-da! You get there, but you don't get there overnight. You've got to take all these tiny steps before you get there. So whatever you're working on, lighten it. Bring it down. Simplify it. Make it a little bit less where it's actually a step you can reach, and then make the next step higher. 
we try to make these massive steps all at once. Like, okay, if I was climbing stairs and there was like a 10 foot stair, I'm not going to be able to get over that stair. But if I make like the stair one foot, oh, I can step on that. It shouldn't be impossible. That's not the point of goals. It shouldn't be something you can't do. It should be something that you're like, this is going to stretch me a little bit, but it's not going to kill me. And you hit that and then you stretch a little more, a little more, a little more. And that's how you get up. So that's my first tip. My second tip, which kind of, this tip is kind of a secondary to my first tip, is you have to get rid of the shame and guilt. And as you lighten up your goals, as you reduce your goals and make them maintainable and doable, the shame should reduce as well. And so should the guilt. We have this obsession with being perfect, especially women. Like we are obsessed. We think we can do it all and we can't. And that's normal. And we have to stop telling people they can do it all. Like I, there are a lot of things I'm really not good at and there are some things I'm good at. And for some reason, I tend to focus on the things I'm not good at. Like I am not an amazing like decorator or I'm not really good with hair. I swear I learned how to like finally blow dry my hair like two years ago. <laughs> my friend taught me. She was like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not working for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know. So we all have strengths. And then other people, that's like second nature to them. They can like pick up a handful of like decor and put it together and it looks amazing. And I would look like a kindergartner, like trying to glue sticks together and putting it on my wall. It's just not my strength. So I have people who help me with that. And there's no reason for me to feel ashamed or guilty about that. Yet sometimes I do. So when you're working on something, when you're setting goals, typically you're setting goals in areas that can be a little bit weaker for you and hard. So show yourself some grace. We have got to cut out that shame. When you reduce the shame and you realize, I'm not going to do this perfectly. This is not a strength. You give yourself freedom to breathe and to move and to grow. But if you expect yourself to do it perfect, you have no room to grow. It is perfection from the instant you do it. And if you can't do that, then you failed, which is incorrect. My very first episode when I started this podcast, I did one on the all or nothing mentality because it is so huge and it is such a problem that we think we have to do it so perfectly. So for example, when I give that you know goal of drinking 100 ounces of water, I'm hoping that maybe Tina is like, oh, I actually only drink 60 ounces of water. And I will say, well, what do you normally drink? Well, I normally drink 30 ounces. That is a win, sister. That is a win. You improved. Our goal is to improve. Our goal is not to be perfect. I don't care that she only drank 60 ounces because it was an improvement. So even as you set these goals, look for improvements, look for ways to like clap, you know, your hands and pat yourself on the back. And you've got to reduce that all or nothing mentality. There's been so much research and I'll link one in the stories because you guys know I love research um, from the NIH where it talks about how the all or nothing mentality actually is not effective long term for fitness goals. Like it has the opposite effect. So if your goal is losing weight, that requires a lifestyle change. And if it's going to be a lifestyle, there has to be some freedom in it. And you have to have like some ability to not be perfect. Like you can't perfectly schedule your whole life around your workout, around your diet. There has to be freedom because the weight won't stay off. You know, the workouts won't continue to happen. The relationship won't improve. Whatever it is you're working on, if you don't have some freedom and you can't make it a lifestyle. So you have to kick out the shame or guilt. Next time you start to feel it, if you miss a workout or you don't hit your lighter goals, say, no big deal, I have tomorrow. No big deal. I have a meal coming up next. 
Maybe I didn't do great at lunch. That's okay. I'll kill it at dinner. No big deal. Brush it off. Move on. It's really, really important. So basically, I'm saying you can't get crazy. (laughs) No acting cray-cray. You won't be perfect. And that is normal. If you don't believe that, write it on a sticky note, put it in your mirror, put it wherever you need to. But just focus on trying to be consistent and reducing that shame and guilt. That's number two. Number three, if you're not consistent with your workout, the best thing you can do is find your soulmate workout. So oftentimes when we're trying to get into fitness, we see what a friend likes or what someone on social media likes or what a movie star says works for her. And we try all these different things and we just can't stick with it. It just doesn't like resonate with us. And I know I've told my story in my depression episode about how, you know, I grew up as an athlete. I always played sports. They'd always have us run. They always had us do different things. I'd lifted. I'd done some other stuff. And it wasn't until I walked into a fitness class and mind you, I worked out, but like I couldn't get in a routine. Like there was nothing I loved. And one day I walked into a kickboxing class and it was like, love at first sight. It worked for me. It is my soul mate workout. I know that a variety of workouts are effective. I know I should lift for my muscle. I know I should do yoga for stretching, but I do my soulmate workout for my mind because it makes me happy and workouts should make you happy. So I want you to experiment. I want you to try different things. Oftentimes we're so stuck in our bubble of what we think is going to work that we won't even branch out. Like I went to a dance class a year or so ago and I'd never been to this type of dance class. And while I couldn't move like all the girls perfectly, I I did okay, you know, I could shake the hips a little bit, but I'll tell you what, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. I want to come back here. This is enjoyable. And so you have to take some time to find your soulmate workout. For some people that's lifting, for some people that's running, swimming, whatever it is, take that time to find it. And don't be scared to try different things. You can't do what your friend does and think you're going to fall in love with it because you may not. And if you want it to be a lifestyle and maintainable, you have to enjoy it. So don't be scared to try other things. I'm probably going to offend people left and right. But for example, I remember I went to a cycling class <laughs> and my sister's like an avid cycler. And I went and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is not fun. <laughs> this, is, this is stressing me out. I like couldn't do it. I don't know what's going on. And I thought maybe it was just me. And so then I went to another cycling class and I was like, nope, same thing. <laughs> It wasn't for me, but you may love cycling and good for you. You stick with that soulmate workout and you go with it. So I want you to try different things. If you dread workout every single time, you need to try something different. Get some videos, go to classes, get a workout partner, try new things and find something that you're like, oh, that actually was, while it kicked my butt, it was like made me happy on the inside. So a soulmate workout is super huge. You can't just copy what everyone else is doing. And while a variety is good, you do want to have something you can fall back on for those days when you're like, I'm not in the mood. I don't have the, you know, in parentheses, motivation to work out. Fall back on the soulmate and make it happen. My fourth tip is to set a time. Now, just like most things in our life, if it becomes a habit, it becomes easier for it to happen. I brush my teeth in the morning. It would be very weird if all of a sudden you told me, you're going to brush your teeth sporadically, randomly throughout the day. Sometimes at 9 a.m., sometimes at noon, sometimes at 4. 
I probably wouldn't brush my teeth every day. <laughs> that wouldn't work for me. It works best for me if I wake up and I'm like, okay, brush your teeth, girl. You got to brush your teeth. This is when you brush your teeth. So try to set a system. Try to set a time. Again, you have to be flexible. This isn't all or nothing if you miss your time. But look at your calendar, look at your schedule, and see what works for you. When moms of young babies come to me, they say, well, I used to work out first thing in the morning, but I can't do that now, so I'm just not working out. I'm a first thing in the morning workout girl as well. And when I had my babies, I had to look at my schedule and say, okay, that's not working for me because I'm tired. So I can't work out first thing. So instead, I would work out during the baby's first nap at like 10 a.m. instead of right when I woke up because I was a zombie white when I woke up. So you have to kind of adjust, but setting that time. So I knew pretty much every day I'm going to work out during her first nap. And that worked for me. Now that window is going to be different for everyone. Sometimes it might be at night when your spouse comes home or your partner in the afternoon when your kids are taking a nap, maybe in the afternoon so like older kids can watch the younger kids or maybe right when you wake up is easier. It's going to be different for everyone and it's not going to work perfectly every day. But if you have kind of a set time, it's going to be more likely to happen. Just like meals. We eat dinner at night. We don't perfectly eat dinner every night, but typically we know around, you know, five, six, whatever your family does, that it's time to eat. It's the same thing for your workout. Set a time. The other reason why is science has proved that when we make a neurological habit loop, we are also more likely to do it. So this involves like a cue of a behavior. So maybe setting out your bag and like knowing like, okay, there's my bag. I'm going to go to cycling or I'm going to go running. And then you're making it a routine. The next thing that you might want to think about on a second step to that setting a time is a reward. Now, the reward can be so different. It can be like, I'm going to take 10 minutes to read my book afterwards. Oftentimes, you know, if you're a huge reader, you might be like, oh, I want to sneak in reading my book in the morning, you know, when my kids are busy playing. Don't. Say, nope, I'm going to read my book after I do my workout. So it's a reward. I had a friend one time and he loved this certain show and he refused to watch it unless he was walking on the treadmill. He was like, nope, I only watch my favorite show when I'm walking on the treadmill. So he would get so excited to go walk on the treadmill because he would just watch his show. He wasn't running. He wasn't sprinting. He wasn't anything, but it was helping him move his body and he got to watch his favorite show, which was effective. I have some podcasts I love. And I only listen to my podcast when I am lifting weights because sometimes when I lift weights, I get distracted easily. I start to want to answer emails. My kids start going crazy, whatever the scenario is. And so I only listen to podcasts when I am lifting because it becomes a reward for me and it's enjoyable and it creates the habit. So for example, my podcast... (laughs) Listen to it while you're lifting or while you're walking or while you're doing whatever you're doing. Try to like think of a reward in that way. And so I like to call that, which is actually, you know, after set a time, that was the fourth, this would be fifth. It'd be watch and work out or listen and work out. Find something that you enjoy that you can do at the same time. Audiobooks, podcasts, watching a show, whatever it is, and just try to move at the same time. I think that's always really helpful. I like to listen to podcasts when I like fold laundry and stuff, but I'm like, no, no, I got to do it when I'm lifting because then it makes me more likely to lift weights because I know I get to listen to all the good stuff during that period. My seventh tip is a little bit different and it's not going to work perfectly for everyone, but it does help create that habit that I'm talking about. Like where we say we need to have a neurological habit, you know, triggers and then rewards and some of that stuff. So my seventh tip is to designate a spot where you work out. 
that's tricky when you work out from home. I do get that. But if you go to the gym, that's a pretty easy one for you. You know you go to the gym to work out. If you are someone who works out at home, I do feel you because while I have a room right now that I work out in, when I started working out at home, I didn't. I just worked out in my living room, you know, in front of my TV. And sometimes that was very not motivating. <laughs> I would, Especially when I was pregnant, I'd be like, I just want to sit on this couch and eat some popcorn and watch a show. So I had to like find a slightly different spot in my house, not just in front of the TV by the couch because that was hard for me. So I started moving my stuff into our office because there wasn't a TV in there. There weren't chairs in there. And I put my weights, you know, by the by the office chair and I like made like a little station in there. And while it wasn't beautiful, it helped me be consistent because there wasn't anything in there that I wanted to do more than work out. It's an office, you know? And so that worked for me. So maybe like a corner in, you know, an office or a bedroom, a hallway, a garage, whatever it is that works for you, but try to have a spot in your house that you know, like, okay, when it's go time, I'm going to go to this corner in my house, this porch, whatever it is, and I am going to work out. That's going to help a little bit. Obviously, you can have, like, you don't have to leave your weights out and stuff, but like, get some nice boxes or like something to put your stuff in so it feels organized. So you don't feel like a hot mess when you're trying to work out. You can't find all your equipment, you know, keep it all in an organized way in a certain closet or whatever it is. So it's easy to get to and you have a routine in a certain spot in your house that's designated for that routine, even if it's not a full room, because I promise you can still make it happen consistently. I worked out consistently in that office for maybe two or three years before I actually was able to, like, we closed in our garage and I made a room in part of our garage. Like, we made it smaller to do that. So find that designated spot. So now I'm sure you're thinking, okay, well, what if I just simply don't have time? Like, you're saying, okay, pick a soulmate workout. Well, what if I don't have time for that? Or what if I'm trying to schedule it in and I don't even have time. I'm looking at my calendar and I don't even see like today it's just not going to fit in. I have to go here and there and here and I have to work and all the things and I just, I can't even make it fit today. And then I feel not motivated because I I can't even find time to make it happen. And then I feel discouraged. And then all of a sudden the all or nothing mentality sets in and guilt and shame and all the things and, and it's out of control. So when that happens to you, I need you to swap the long for three minis. That's going to be my seventh tip. Swap the long. Okay, so often with a workout, we want to do a long workout. Long is relative to who you are. Maybe a long workout for you is 30 minutes. Maybe a long workout for you is 15 minutes or an hour. So if you normally do a certain workout or you want to, if your goal is like, I want to do 30 minutes, you know, three to four times a week, swap it for three mini ones. By many, I mean take a 10-minute walk while you answer emails or while you're with your kid at the park. If your kid is at the park, circle that park. Walk around the park. Walk, walk, walk. I remember I spoke at a conference one time, and we were talking about ideas, and I said, listen, you don't always have to be in fitness clothes to move your body like, or even like in a full gym or a workout situation. Wear your exercise clothes. Go to your kid's soccer practice or soccer game and walk around the field. And you can watch your kid play soccer and walk around. And some people said, well, that, that's kind of weird. That's kind of embarrassing. At some point, we have to stop worrying about what other people think. Because if we're focusing on determination, that's grit and power and resilience. And it's like, doesn't matter what other people think. Because I 
am going to have grit and make this happen. So just circle that field. You don't even have to make it awkward. You can have your phone. You can kind of walk away and then back. And the second thing is, to to that point, no one's watching you. Often we think people are watching us. They're not. They're truly not. When I taught fitness classes, I would look around the room and I would cue people and I'd have people say how they'd get embarrassed at people watching them. I promise. I would watch the participants' eyes. Everyone was staring at themselves. No one was staring at anyone else because they're so focused on themselves and what they're doing. And so no one's watching you. Just circle the field. Do something like that. That's 10 minutes. You can do a walk that way. You can swap it for in the evening, maybe like you're you know, going to make sandwiches or you have work or whatever, jump up for 10 minutes, do a handful of squats, a handful of push-ups, you know, a handful of planks, you know, counting for time. Keep it super simple, 10 minutes. That's it. I have to lay with my daughter a lot at night because she doesn't love to go to sleep unless my husband or I are with her. So sometimes I will go in her room and I will like lay next to her like in a side plank. (laughs) She doesn't know what's going on. So like I just make it happen. Something. Something to move. And then to me, I'm like the three minis, they do add up. It does add up. So if you can't fit in the workout, try for three mini things where you are just doing, you know, 10 minutes at a time. Swap anything out and try to make it total body because that's going to be a little bit more effective for you, but it is going to make a dent over the week because let's say you have four days, three days where you just didn't have the time for a long workout. No big deal. So you swapped it for three minis. Guess what? 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, three times that week. That's 90 minutes you were exercising. But, you know, when you look back, you won't even realize it because it was only 10-minute intervals. So just do something. Stop focusing on doing it perfect. Stop focusing on doing it long. Shrink it down. Do a mini. Walk to the mailbox. Look at your mail while you're walking. Like, do multiple things like that because even if you can't, you know, do a hit or do something super strength training, I feel like moving your body is setting a rhythm and it's effective. Even if you're not dying, even if your heart rate's not up, move your body. And my last tip is, I mean, besides having time, sometimes we just, like we talked about, the motivation isn't there and the determination isn't strong enough in that moment to make it happen. So in those moments, I'm going to suggest that you take five. Five minutes at the minimum. So I normally say five to 10 minutes, but I'll say a take five to start. I'm going to encourage you to put on your tennis shoes to start the workout for five minutes because oftentimes a long workout or even a workout in general, the thought of it feels exhausting and impossible. Like I just, I can't make it happen today. So I would rather you take five minutes and say, okay, I'm just going to warm up. I'm just going to get moving and see how I do and see how it goes. Some days when I do that myself, And actually, I would say more often than not, if I can take five to 10 minutes and just start into something, my blood starts going, the endorphins start going, and I stick with it. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm moving. I'm alert. I'm awake. I'm going to stay with this workout. But when I start, I say, nope, you just have to do five minutes. And the truth is, some days I start a workout and I'm like, no, no, not today. (laughs) Not happening. And that to me is my body saying, it's not happening today. Like you're tired and it's just not going to happen today. And I honor that. I do honor that. If I get 10 minutes in and I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I'm done. I did my five to 10 minutes, that window range. I will honor that and I will walk away and I will just try to move my body actively that day without doing a normal workout. 
I know that's a little bit of a different of a thought process. But even if I can get you to move for someone who, you know, doesn't work out at all or struggles with that, or even sometimes our depression or our anxiety will affect our ability to want to move. If I can get someone moving, the endorphins come. The sensation of feeling confident and feeling powerful comes. But it can't come unless we start. So that is my very last tip is even when you're not, take five minutes and make it happen. Just get it started. And if you are like, no, this isn't going to happen today, don't feel bad. Remember, no shame, no guilt, no insane goals. Just say, that's okay. I'm going to, you know, do my soul weight workout tomorrow. I'm going to pick a time. I'm going to make sure it happens. I'm going to go to my designated space. If I'm busy, I'm going to do my three mini you know, workouts instead of my long one, and I'm just going to give it five to 10 minutes. I know none of these ideas were mind-blowing or like totally different than what you've heard before, but the truth is the basics work. A lot of times we ignore the basics. We want these high, high-level things, even when it comes to nutrition. The basics work. They're functional and they help us. So think about these eight tips, how you can, you know, put them into your life, no matter what your fitness goal is, even if it's not a fitness goal, even if it's a goal for something else, how can you like be smart about setting a designated area and finding ways to not feel the shame and guilt and lightening up your goals, but being consistent on setting those goals and all of those things and never feeling bad that your motivation is waning, that like it's there one day and it's gone the next day. Like I promise you that is how it is for 100% of the population is that motivation comes and goes. Yet for some reason in fitness, we have this obsession with motivation. We've got to drop that obsession. Motivation is exciting, but determination is what gets the work done. Determination is what makes us have the ability to reach our goals because we will not give up. So I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, please share it. It is always helpful to spread the word. I really, truly appreciate your reviews. It helps the podcast grow. It helps me be able to record more. And I love to hear your thoughts as well. So thank you so much for being here. If you are not a subscriber, make sure that you go to the top of wherever you are listening and click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and you can share it with your friends and we can just all talk about this and realize that like motivation, it's not about that. It's about determination and whatever your goal is, you've got this. As always, I promise you're doing better than you think you are. Till next week.